Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The 11 to 1 Show. This is really controversial, but so interesting. And one in 10 parents admit to it. Going to be giving you all the details of a very interesting study right after the Eagles. Taking it easy this Thursday morning. The Eagles Take It Easy was the first song to be played on Night Rider back in the day, says a message coming in on 086-1800-658. Loved that series. I mean, David Hasselhoff, fantastic. And the sarcastic way that the car kit would be going on was absolutely brilliant. I did not know that. So thank you so much for letting me know that today on 086-1800-658. I wonder, would you be able to answer this truthfully? And... It's a controversial question, but so interesting, this study. Normally I bring you nonsensical studies that don't make sense. This is a really interesting one. So the question is, if you were asked if you could choose again today, would you become a parent? So if you could do it all over again, would you still become a parent? This was a recent study conducted in Poland And they found that, and it was done, by the way, in the States and in Germany as well. Apparently, one in 10 parents felt regret about choosing to have children. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, we all have those moments, don't we, with our kids, particularly in the mornings. Uh, What is it about morning and evening with your children? Going to bed and getting them out the door to school. Most trying, stressful points of the day. We have those moments where you're like, oh my God, I don't want to... Come on, just do what you're told. Just, you know, you get stressed. We do have those moments, right? I personally think, by the way, anyone who does answer yes to this, if you were asked if you could choose again, would you become a parent? You know, or sorry, if they say no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't become a parent. I think that there's nothing wrong in that. You know, I think it's the it's not the equivalent of saying that you don't love your children. I mean, you can love your children and maybe regret bringing them into a scenario where things might be a bit unstable or you feel that the world that we're living in right now is a mess for a lot of a lot of reasons. So apparently, according to a psychology lecturer who was discussing this, regretting your decision to have children is something we should expect people to feel. So we should expect people to feel, she says, which again is a little bit sort of really in our minds here in Ireland. And I think that's because 
in Ireland particularly, we hold being a parent up there, don't we? We have this kind of lofty idea around being a parent. We think of it as being, you know, oh, the be all and end all in a lot of ways and really special. We hold a lot of weight, don't we, on, on being a parent. And uh, this lady, Dr. Anne-Marie Creven at the University of Limerick, uh, she's in the Department of Psychology there, says uh, there isn't a reason to think that it would be that much different amongst Irish parents. This idea of would you choose to have children again if you could do it all over? And if people say, well, no. I don't know if I would, you know. Uh, she says regret is a universal experience. And she says uh, regret is a natural part of adult life, particularly following big decisions. You know, we all have decisions that we might regret, like maybe buying a house uh, that we that wasn't right for us, moving job that wasn't the right move. So why do we not like even tolerate that when it comes to being a parent, you know? And maybe somebody that would admit and kind of hold their hands up and say, look at yeah, if I had to do it all over again, I don't think I'd become a parent. And we go, oh, God, it's the most, you know, controversial thing that you could say, you know? I mean, like, oh, I don't know. Uh, it's, 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 I think it's this idea that we have this special status attached to, to it that mar- many parents might feel guilt or shame around saying that they, they wouldn't have kids if they could do it all over again. I mean, just as I say that, by the way, my kids' faces are flashing through my minds and it's kind of giving me a sucker punch, that idea. So I definitely would still do everything exactly as it happened, including an unplanned pregnancy at 21, which is in my case. But what an interesting study. And I wonder what factors contribute to that as well. Is it a feeling like if for the people that are saying, no, I wouldn't do it all over again, I wouldn't have kids if I had the choice. Is it a feeling like of a loss of identity? You know, the sacrifice that one would have to make because of children, you know, your home life set up, all of that sort of thing. These studies did include people beyond their 30s to kind of better understand the scope of regret. And uh, these are people who are more established, obviously, in parenthood. They might still express regret. But, but crucially in all of this, right? So even if you're listening right now and you're going, yeah, I kind of would, you know, if I, if I could choose it all over again, I don't think I would have children. If you're thinking that to yourself, Dr. Crevin says feelings of regret are mostly only experienced on a temporal basis. So there might be a particular time in your life when you experience regret and you're quite clear about that. But then it might change later, even when it comes to something as big as would I have my kids over again if I had the choice? Uh, She says uh, regret can change no more than sadness, can change no more than loneliness and levels of happiness. So we have to sort of incorporate that into, into this as well. But really interesting, really interesting. Wondering what your thoughts are about the study, just in general, the fact that this was brought up, uh, the fact that one in 10 parents would admit that if I was allowed to do it all over again, I wouldn't choose to have my children. Are you shocked by those results? What do you make of it? Please let me know. 086-1800-658. Alicia Keys, Empire State of Mind. I'm asking you to cast your mind back to when you first had your children, or before you had your children. You know those days before children might be less stressful? Would you, if you were given the choice today, would you become a parent if you could choose over again would you still become a parent that's what we're discussing on the show and messages are coming in 086 1800 658 we'll get to them just right after these the 11 to 1 show 
I'm asking if you could choose to do it all over again, would you still become a parent? This is on the back of a really uh, interesting study that was done in Poland and in the uh, US and Germany, where in Poland they found as many as one in 10 parents felt regret about choosing to have children. Not surprised by the results. I would say there are more people out there who might not admit it, says this message coming in on 086-1800-658. Children are a gift, Sinead. The problem is people don't take enough time to consider how all aspects of your life are affected when uh, a child arrives. I would say, okay, in some cases that is that is the case. I think in a lot of cases people do try and prepare themselves as much as they possibly can, but I don't think you're ever going to be prepared, are you? Like I say, my experience was an unexpected pregnancy at 21. <laughs> I definitely wasn't prepared for that one. Uh, second time round, a lot more planning, a uh, lot more consideration. I definitely wasn't prepared for that. So it just affects people in different ways. Uh, As a mother of 28-year-old triplets, oh, triplets, I'd say that was tough in the early days. I get to see the end result. These beautiful, amazing adults, it was worth it all in the end. I wouldn't change a single moment of it. Thank you so much. Joe says we have three children and we are sorry we didn't have at least one more opportunity lost. Thank God for what we have. You know, Joe, I would be the same as you. We had that conversation about a third child and, you know, you do. You have to consider all the factors like I have to put this child through college. I have to, you know, look after this child for whatever amount of years. You know, we still have all these other payments going out as well. Like sometimes it does come down to how are we actually going to manage? How are we going to, you know, afford it is the big one, isn't it? You know, Uh, so absolutely. I see that as well. Um, Another message coming in. Uh, as well on uh, the message here I'm not surprised a lot of stress on parents now Uh, seems like they have a lot of pressure to be a perfect parent yes yes and social media doesn't help in that regard as well I think a lot of people would feel uh, they wouldn't have kids if they had a choice but they definitely wouldn't admit to it says another message do keep those coming in 086 658 Miley Cyrus with flowers it's competition time Yes, we've teamed up with Bus Erin all this week for a great competition. And did you know that as part of the TFI network, Bus Erin are providing more frequent services on their 101 and 101X routes that run daily from Drogheda via Balbriggan to Dublin Airport and Dublin City Centre. And to celebrate this, you have the chance to win a 200 euro one for all voucher every single day this week. All you have to do is tell me where have we stopped off on the 101X today from my clues. So we are heading towards Swords now. But we're stopping to let some people on the bus. They have a lot of shopping bags and some people are getting off to go to the cinema. So you can shop here. You can go to the cinema. There's plenty of places to eat and drink as well. It's in the Swords area. Where have I stopped off on the 101X? Do you think you know? Let me know. 086-1800-658. Don't forget to put your own details on it as well. And we'll give you that fantastic 200 euro one for all voucher courtesy of a bus, Erin. If you're travelling between Drogheda and Dublin, then the 101 or 101X, these services could be for you. Buserin.ie. So, heading towards Swords. Some people are getting onto the bus now. They have a lot of shopping bags. Some people are getting off, going to the cinema. So you can shop. You can go to the cinema. Plenty of places to eat and drink. Where have I stopped off? 86 658 
Frank and Walters, after all, there's lots of messages coming in for a bus airing competition telling me that I'm in this place. I'm not in this place, but I would love to be right now. <laughs> I really would. Have a lovely browse around the shops. Oh, that'd be great. But do keep those coming in. 86 658 Now, from buses to bikes, because it's kicking off on Saturday, it's a bike week. We're going to be finding out more about what's happening in the area with Carl Dolan. He is the man in the know. He is the owner of the bike station and also a member of Cucullin Cycling Club. We're going to chat to him next. The 11 to 1 Show. In partnership with the National Transport Authority, Bike Week is a celebration and promotion of the benefits of cycling. And this year, the, se- the whole week will kick off on Saturday, May 13th and end on Sunday, May 22nd. And they have an action-packed week of events catering for all cycling disciples, dis- disciplines even. Joining me now to tell us more is Carl Dolan. Dolan. He's the owner of the bike station and proud member of Cucullin Cycling Club. How are you getting on, Carl? Sinead, how are you doing? Thanks very much for having me. Great to have you on the show. Now, you definitely couldn't have avoided getting into cycling, Carl. I mean, your dad was so heavily involved in it. You were probably put in a bike, were you, before you could walk? Yeah, I can't I can't remember a time when I wasn't surrounded by bikes. The trend continues, even my own two kids, they're very much into the cycling. So, yeah, I'm surrounded by it. I'd say they've no choice. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, it's mad. I still remember my first bike. It was a red and white uh, bike and you had uh, there was a little white basket in front and the tassels on the handles. Something like that, that memory stays with you. Do you remember your very first bike? I do indeed. I think, oh, I remember getting it for Christmas with the stabilisers on it, the excitement of coming down the stairs and seeing Planty had delivered it. Um, yeah, I, don't, I think everybody remembers that first bike. Oh, and learned to ride this for the first time. Oh, definitely. And it was always sort of your dad hanging on to the back of the, the saddle and you'd be like, don't let go, don't let go, don't let go. And then all of a sudden he would let go and away he would go into the into the wind and, and no looking back. And it's absolutely brilliant. And, you know, talking about your dad, he enjoyed such success on the bike. A lot of senior Irish championship medals, I'd say, dangling there at home. Do you, do you remember watching him race or you brought to watch him? No, to be honest, I mean, he probably had sort of finished up cycling when he was early 20s. I think. Oh, OK took part in the Ross Tolton the last time I think the year I was just I'd just been born but I would have I mean when I first started cycling he used to come out with me you know with a few spins but I mean I wouldn't have any memories of him racing as such and like like you say though there was such a, a, a huge amount of uh, success there like the I think was he the first Ross Tolton way back in 68 he competed in yeah probably a little bit before that I think his first Ross Tolton was probably about 66 that's actually what got him into cycling he was in hospital in Navin at the time and he yeah uh, himself and another guy snuck outside to have a look at the Ross. They heard there was a stage finishing into Navin. So I think we've seen the excitement and the colours. He decided that was the, the sport for him. So that's what got him involved in it. OK, so actually seeing it firsthand. And obviously you competed in a couple of races yourself, including obviously the Ross as well. I mean, I've heard so much about this from our own Pat O'Shaughnessy here. There must be nothing like it, though, to actually kind of, you know, like, I mean, it's a race around Ireland. Like, yeah. the, I mean, it baffles me, the whole thing, but it's, it must be such a thrill. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Ross is starting next Wednesday. I think it's the 70, 70 years, I think, since the race started. Wow. So it actually kicks off in Navin, and they're travelling. It's 800 kilometres to leave Navin and head off down towards Anderson and go up the west coast to Castlebar. And then they're actually finishing into Dundalk on uh, Sunday week, on the 21st, in oh. Black Rock. Oh, no doubt a hero's welcome, as it is every time. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It was appeared into the village for the first time last summer, and uh, it was a massive success. So hopefully we'll be able to build on that in years to come. Oh, definitely, definitely. And as part of all this, National Bike Week is happening. There are so many things going on around the country. But tell us about what National Bike Week is all about. 
Well, I mean, I think National Bike really is trying to introduce people to, you know, the many benefits of cycling both as a commuter and just as a, you know, as a sport. Um, particularly in this kind of modern era, we're kind of trying to fight climate change and congestion, sort of, you know, obesity and fitness, that type of thing. And it's, I mean, it's also brilliant for people's mental health getting out into nature, you know, and even I used to cycle with my kids to school in the mornings. And one of the things I found about it was that you met the same people on the road and you actually had a connection with them. You know, people in this day and age, you know, driving cars, you mm. just pass another car, you don't have that same sense of connection. Just saying hello to somebody out in a garden or somebody that's out walking along the, right, the road, you know, maybe you might stop and have a chat with them, but just sort of saying hello to them. So, I think your mental health, you know, it definitely gives you a much better connection. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And it's it's gas that you say that because there's a big uh, cohort of cyclists around our neck of the woods. We only live across the road from the school, so we walk most mornings. But uh, when the little fella, I've I've a reluctant cycler, you see, and I've a reluctant cyclist in my house. He's seven, still with the stabilizers. I I think it's just laziness, to be honest with you. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest with you, Carl. But uh, like, what what would be your tips there now for trying to get him off the stabilizers? Yeah, I think for most kids, the, the difficult part is trying to master the balance. Yes. So, you know, particularly with, you know, with little kids, what we would normally say to them is work on the balance first. So if they're very young, put them on a balance bike. Yeah. If they're, you know, if they're a little bit older, take the stabilizers off and take the pedals off. Oh. They should get their two feet on the ground and that encourages them just to master the balance aspect of it. And once they have the balance, then you can progress to putting the pedals back onto the bike and then they can cycle it. Okay, because we tried out with the balance bike first, and that yeah, he yeah. did actually fly with the balance bike. But I don't know. I think I think it's just it's like it's that in his head, and it, it was, he needs to get out of his head with regards to it. I think definitely. But you know, it's probably not something to be too rushed. Maybe Carl, maybe I should take it handy on him. Yeah, I mean, as you say, it's probably a little bit of confidence, and maybe when he sees some of his friends doing it, um, it'll kind of spur him on that he wants to be part of the gang. So probably just needs a, a little bit more encouragement. Yes, okay, okay. Oh, he will. It's one of those things, isn't it? Absolutely. And, you know, this week as well, it's jam-packed with everything, you know, from introducing kids to the to the balance bikes, to the safety skills. There's so much going on. Yeah, yeah. It kicks off on Saturday, and I think every day of the week there's something happening between um, introductory sessions for people who want to get into cycling as a sport or bike maintenance mm-hmm. classes or even some of the schools. I know St. Louis here in the dock are working in conjunction with the council, I think, on Wednesday. They are trying to organise and between 50 to 100 girls are expected to, to get on the bikes and some of them probably for the first time trying to cycle around on the open roads. So that should be very exciting. Oh, definitely. And as you say there, bike maintenance is so, so important. There's a great event happening around this and uh, bike safety as well and it's aimed specifically at women, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We're actually running a class next Friday evening at uh, 7.30 out here at the bike station. And it's just sometimes women can maybe find it in you know, sort of a practical type session uh, maybe find it a little bit intimidating when there are men there or maybe they're a little bit you know, asking the question that they might think is a silly question so it just puts them in a more comfortable uh, situation Oh I can definitely attest to that because when it yeah. comes to anything that's in motion uh, whether it's the car Carl or it's the bike yeah. I am on to somebody else that can handle yeah. it do you know what I mean yeah, so that's yeah. very good okay so women can come down ask some questions get some tips and help and practical yeah. advice and, and stuff like that practical stuff taking you know a lot of people put the bike into the boot of the car just showing them how to get the wheels off the bike if they get a puncture how to fix it basic tips you know in terms of keeping the what they need to be checking oil in the chain all that type of thing. Okay, fantastic. And, uh, you know, I tried out the Carlingford Greenway last summer. Oh, what a great ah, facility. I mean, it was just stunning. Now, it did help that it was a stunning day as well. But there's yeah. more like this opening up as well around the country, which is great to see. But uh, the Greenway, you're going to have a, that, that's going to be very much a focus for the bike week as well. 
Yeah, yeah, I think there's events taking place nearly every day along the Greenway. Uh, and it's a great, you know, for people who are maybe a little bit unsure or haven't cycled a bike in a number of years, it's a great place to start because it's a traffic-free environment. Um, as you say, the views are absolutely stunning. And then, you know, you have a great, there's a great sense of satisfaction that goes between oh, Carlingford and O'Meath. Yeah. You know, in the middle, if you start in Carlingford, make your way to O'Meath and stop there and treat yourself maybe to an ice cream or a cup of coffee. Back. And it's a great family day out. Oh, it is. It's great. Well, not when you have reluctant cyclists, but you know, we can put them in the back on those carriers as well. So it's great. Yeah, yeah. I, would you easily say that it's the best place in the Northeast to cycle, Carl? I, I think certainly for people who are kind of maybe, you know, getting back into cycling or people who want to kind of uh, try it out again just to get their confidence out. Yes, it certainly would be one of the better places to start. Absolutely. And there's an introduction as well to off road cycling. This is for sort of the, the more experienced people, is it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, some people, I mean, again, getting back to nature and getting away from the traffic. Some people like the, that aspect of it, getting out, you know, and maybe it depends on how much you want to push yourself. I mean, some people are really enjoy the white knuckle stuff and hushing themselves <laughs> down the side of a mountain and dodging trees. For others, they just like the kind of, you know, the sensation of being in the forest and getting off the, getting off the well-beaten track. Oh, I know a few people who like that sort of adrenaline stuff. Carl. I'd say, Carl, now you might be sort of a tendency towards that as well, would you? Well, to tell you the truth, I like to keep my wheels firmly on the ground. <laughs> I don't bounce like I used to. I'd say so. I'd say so. That's for the more sort of adrenaline junkie people. Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. And, and, and I asked you about the best place in the Northeast, but there, what, if you had to pick the best place to cycle in Ireland, where do you love going to cycle? Oh, uh, that was a It's a question. tough question. Yeah, I, I, well, Donegal is a place we've often gone on holidays. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's not for everybody. It's a little bit hilly side, but I mean, you know, riding around the coast and done it all now is absolutely stunning. Okay, so that's one on yeah. the bucket list for people as well. Because yeah. I know a lot of people that uh, go on cycling holidays now. They've, it's become a new thing since COVID, which is great because people were like, you know, what will we do? You know, we there's okay, we can go out walking, but let's mix it up. Let's get back on the bike. So a lot of people have gotten back into the to the cycling since uh, COVID, which is great to see. And as you say, great for the mental health as well. Carl, it's been absolutely fantastic chatting to you. It's great to see so many brilliant events happening as well for Bike Week next week. Thank you so much for taking the time out. Brilliant. Thanks um, so I'm much. Just, just to mention, if anybody yeah. wants to check it out, you can find details of all these events on bikeweek.ie. Perfect. That's the place to go. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much, Carl Dolan there. And there's great stuff from kids right up to adults. Loads of different events that's happening throughout the week. Bikeweek.ie. Oh, the 11 to 1 show. A big, juicy, double bacon. Bacon must be crispy. Cheeseburger smothered in loads of cheese with sauce and then a chocolate milkshake. What? It's eat what you want day today. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Senator Windows products will help you create a secure, comfortable, energy efficient home you're proud of. Call 0818 Yeah, on this day 1969, British comedy troupe Monty Python forms. But most importantly today is eat what you want day. So are you on a diet? Are you watching what you eat? Oh, forget about it. Forget about it. Because today is eat what you want day. So make mine a double bacon cheeseburger, please. Make sure there's lots of cheese and an absolutely filthy chocolate milkshake. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Creating the perfect home is a journey. Let us guide you. Visit our Drogheda, Dundalk and new Navin showrooms. Discover more at senatorwindows.ie.
Brian Kennedy, a better man in LMFM's 11 to 1. It is happening. A third movie in a very popular series starring Meryl Streep is happening. I'm going to bring you all the details of that after 12, as well as that small change in our pocket can make a big impact to children in the developing world. We're going to be joined by Patricia Friel from Mary's Meals. That's all on the way after 12. The 11 to 1 show. Just a traffic update for you and thank you so much for sending this in on 086-1800-658. A bus and a car have been involved in a minor collision it seems at the Patrick uh, Street Lights on Georgia Street North Road in Drogheda so delays along that area can be expected so if you're in the area slow down there minor collision and on the Patrick Street Georgia Street North Road area delays to be expected. Hello, I'm Harry. Harry Styles as it was on LMFM's 11 to 1. Oh, it's coming. Are you excited? Yeah, Mamma Mia number three is finally in the works. It looks like the third movie is on the way. This is confirmed by Judy Kramer. She produced the first two installments and she said the script is in its earliest stages. Yeah. She also revealed that a plotline has been devised to include Meryl Streep's character Donna. So she said there is a story there. I do think Meryl should come back if the script is right. I think she would because she really loves playing Donna. She said, I don't want to over-egg it. But I know that there's a trilogy there. So there you go. First Mamma Mia film was released back in 2008. I mean, God, that's ages ago. And uh, of course, Meryl Streep, Amanda Seyfried, Christina Baranski, Pierce Brosnan, Julie Walters, Colin Firth. So many people involved in that. And then, of course, we had a sequel. So they are definitely making a third one. I mean, I'm very excited. Very excited. We need, you know, that's what we need. We need a bit of feel good vibes Bit of crack, bit of sing-along in the cinema for Mamma Mia. Now, early stages, but it is definitely happening. So I'm very excited about that. Now, let's see what else is happening in the world of entertainment. The Buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. Hi, I'm Crossy. Kate Beckinsale stars alongside Ken Jeong in the new movie's Fool's Paradise. She's been talking about her height and how people always talk about it. So I'm six foot two. Anytime I walk in a room... Just people just... I get a lot of DMs asking how I'm so confident in heels as a tall woman. And uh, I was just in the shower thinking about it, and this is my logic. So I'm six foot two. Anytime I walk in a room, just people just stare. Like, that's just how it is. They're like, what in the hell is that? Shakira has reportedly no interest in dating Tom Cruise. This is despite his attempt to pursue her romantically. The stars were spotted in Miami for the Formula One event earlier this week. Priyanka Chopra, Jonas and Sam Hewen star in Love Again, a brand new rom-com which also stars Celine Dion. Sam's been talking about working alongside Celine and if he sang around her. Yeah, and likewise, you know, I, I, I knew that Celine was, was involved and I think, uh, obviously, she's just the absolute perfect person for this. I couldn't think of anyone more appropriate. So true. Her music is inspiring and heartfelt and, and Celine herself is just a brilliant 
brilliant addition. She plays herself, but she's very funny. Uh, it's her acting debut, and if you're not a fan of Celine, you will be by the end of the movie. That's the buzz. I'm Crossy. The buzz on LMFM. Keep up to date with all the latest news and gossip on the LMFM app. How could you not be a fan of Celine Dion? Like you know, not just an incredible voice. She does seem to be a bit of crack. There you go. Uh, more buzz on the drive with Eddie Caffrey a little bit later on, and if you want your fix, you can get it right now. LMFM.ie Back to the music. Here's Richard Marks. Could you please wish my partner Tom McGuinness a very happy birthday today coming in from Christine. I can indeed. Tom, Christine's thinking of you. I hope you're having a fantastic birthday and I hope Christine spoils you later now with loads of gifts. But I hope you're having a fantastic day. 11 cent, okay, it'd be gathering dust there in the bottom of the bag. That's how much it costs to feed one child one meal in the developing world. Mary's Meals, the fantastic school feeding charity, it has launched their small change, big impact campaign. We're going to find out more about it next. The 11 to 1 show. Take a look in your purse right now and no doubt you can see 11 cents sitting at the bottom of it. That's how much it costs to feed one child one meal a day in the developing world. Imagine that small change that can make a huge impact. Mary's Meals, the school feeding charity set up to ensure no child goes hungry whilst at school. They've launched their small change big impact campaign and they're encouraging us to pledge and sign up to this. Joining me now to tell us more is Patricia Friel. She's executive director of Mary's Meals. Welcome back to 11 to 1, Patricia. Oh, Shania, great to speak to you again. Thanks for having me. Great to have you. Now, bring us back to the start, Patricia, because Mary's Meals School Feeding Charity set up now in over 20 countries at this stage. Tell us, how did this charity come about? But way back in 2002, our founder, Magnus McFarlane Barrow, was delivering aid to Malawi. While he was there, he met a family a beautiful woman called Emma, but Emma had AIDS and she was dying. And she asked Magnus, would he take her children? She had six children. Her husband was already dead. And Magnus, a big Scottish man, knew he couldn't take these children. So he didn't even answer the woman. But he did ask her oldest son, Edward, what would you like to do someday? A question we have asked children many, many times in our lives. That little boy of 13 years, he said, I would like to have enough food to eat and be able to go to school. And Magnus thought to himself, well, that's nothing new. You know, children get food in school, you know, in the UK, you know, in Scotland where he was from. But he thought, well, here in Malawi, that would be something new. So in 2002, he started feeding 200 children in Malawi. And today, Sinead, I'm delighted to tell you, Mary's Meals is now feeding 2 million 429,182 children. If they're in school today, they will eat Mary's meal. Well, that is fantastic. That is a huge, huge number. So what part of the world then is, is Mary's Meals operating? As I say, tw- over 20 countries. Sinead, we actually revised that down to 18. There were okay. two countries, yep. But we're, we were in Ecuador, we're in Kenya, we're in India, we're in Malawi, we're in South Sudan, we're in Syria, Thailand. Uh, Madagascar, Haiti, Ethiopia. So we try to go where life is most difficult for children. Um, we, we Just where, where, where poverty is stopping them from gaining the education, that vital education that they need to break out of the cycle of poverty. 
we try to go, Mary's Meals goes there because when Mary's Meals come, we work in partnership with that local community. We say to them, you know, will you help us? Will you cook the food for your children? Will you serve the food for your children? All we will do is bring you the food to cook. And then there's a community ownership, which is a beautiful thing that that, those families can feed their own children through Mary's Meals. I love that aspect of it because as you say, you know, it's very much putting the onus back into the community and developing this really close-knit community together working to the same goal to get out of this situation which I think is is really really magic and as you say the parents of the school children they're the ones that are cooking the meals and there's a lot of volunteering around this. Oh there is. In Malawi alone we've got 86,000 volunteers. People that get up at the crack of dawn to let collect firewood and light it under these massive big pots because I paid my own way to go to Kenya in July of last year and we went to a school where there was 1,871 learners as they call them. We would call them students but there was no noise she made. About 1,800 and there was no noise and I said to the teacher why is everyone so quiet? She says Patricia Feeding is serious business. Until they secure that portion of food that they're getting for that day, they are going to be perfectly. Um, and any school that I tell that to, the teachers are looking at them going, you know, hmm, can we be as quiet when we're in our Lena? So it's a, but the wonderful thing I seen Sinead was when, when the children ate their food, that's when the game started, the playing, the laughing, the joking. And it, it touches me in my heart because you're thinking these are just, Little children that are mm. born in the wrong place, you know, not in the wrong place, but in a different place to us and in very, very difficult circumstances. They've just been born, born into a very, very difficult life. But Mary's Meal comes and we bring joy, we bring love and we bring hope. And we bring that through a big, big, big portion of food for them every day. And I mean, you're painting such a picture there. I mean, I can't imagine, like you say, that huge number of kids sitting, uh, standing quietly waiting for the food. And then it's only when the meal has been eaten that the, that the fun and, and everything can, can start, which just really hits at home. It really does. And you've launched this now, the Small Change Big Impact campaign. I mean, I mentioned there, we all have 11 cents gathering dust in the bottom of the wallet. I mean, you're looking for the equivalent of that a day for the for a year, basically, from people. That's it. 22 euros, 11 cents a day is for the, the global cost that it costs us to feed a child in their place of education. And we're saying to people, Sinead, will you make one small change? That small change could be saying to somebody around the dinner table tonight, have you ever heard of Mary's Meals? Well, we look up their website, marysmeals.ie. We have lovely videos on YouTube. Um, look up Mary's Meals. We have Child 31. Love Reaches Everywhere has the gorgeous Jared Butler in it and they're only half an hour long would that be a change families would make you know over the weekend so do you know what we'll log on to YouTube or watch that well we head to Facebook it doesn't have to be anything massive but we're asking people to come make the change join the movement that is Mary's Meals because I hope people can hear that I love what I do it makes me so happy it's just it's the best oh that's definitely coming across (laughs) Patricia absolutely I know you've got a great job, Sinead, and you know, and hopefully one day I'll get into the studio to see you because we're hoping to get more support within the, you know, the, the Louth area as well. There's lots of people coming forward saying they want to know more about Mary's Meals and what we try to do is set up support groups in local areas where people go out and they do little fundraisers. But when I see the fundraisers that people are doing, the crack and the joy that the people get themselves from raising money. And we always say to people when they're doing a little fundraiser, all you have to do is raise 22 euros and that's a success because another child will eat and we always say can we just feed the next child 
where can we get the next 22 euros? That's all, because 67 million children will not go to school today because of poverty. And mm. that's that's a travesty in this world. You're saying not a chance. Um, so Mary's Meals, although we are... It's, 2.4 million children we feed today. We want to feed so much more and we just need more people in the movement because if more people know about Mary's Meals, more funds will come, come automatically. But at the minute, we're just saying to people, come join the movement. Go to marysmeals.ie, sign up for updates from our, our, our mailing list. Um, and if that's all you do today, that would be amazing. That would be an amazing difference, absolutely. And as you say, it's all these little small changes. And, you know, I've done my fair share of, of, of fundraising and volunteering. And you're right, there, it, there is, it's kind of indescribable, the feeling that you do get afterwards and you see the impact. And you see this impact firsthand because you've seen the difference in these kids, not just the ones that are getting the meals now, but the ones that have gotten the meals since the start and they have broken the cycle. They have, like, you know what remarks, one of our films on YouTube is called Generation Hope. There's a young lady in that film called Veronica. And we see Veronica, you know, standing at the top of the staircase. And it breaks my heart because she says, I have been a nobody for far too long. It's time that I became a somebody. And I'm delighted to say that Veronica went on to get her bachelor's degree in business. Wow. <laughs> and, and of those 2.4 million children that we feed, we're delighted to say that 50% of them are little girls. Little girls that are getting the opportunity to come to school, that are not being kept at home to, to cook and to clean mm. and to scavenge and to beg. They're getting into classrooms that they can realise their dreams. I love to hear that. I really do. And so often, you know, when you you sort of hear about charities who are appealing for for help and support, you don't sometimes see the actual positive outcome. So that's incredible to see. And like you say, a lot of the time as well, particularly for girls in these countries, you know, it can be difficult for them particularly to get to school. So this is what Mary's Meals are doing. So remind us again, how can we make a little change? Where is the website? What can we do? So marysmeals.ie, you're free to donate money there if you want to. But mm-hmm. at the minute, we just want people to sign up just to, to be part of our mailing list. And then we have a text to donate number. So if, you, if people want to do something right now, if they want to text JOY, J-O-Y, to 50300, that will cost them €4, Euros, of which we will get 360. Our charity partner there is Like Charity, and I'm required to give the helpline number of 01. Four eight one nine three one one. So that's text enjoy to five zero three hundred. Four euros and Mary's Meals will receive three euros and sixty. And Sinead, just one last thing. Yes. I know people in Ireland, you know, they are nervous about giving to charities because of all the scandals that have happened. Yes. I am the director of Mary's Meals in Ireland and I am delighted to say that last year of every euro that was donated to Mary's Meals through it from an Irish person, we got ninety six cent of every euro to our charitable activities. So okay. it's, it's something. And when I say charitable activities, that means when you're feeding 2.4 million children, that we buy a lot of food, but you also have to transport the food. We also have to raise awareness for the charity. And we also have to make sure that the volunteers that are cooking the food are trained in manual handling and food hygiene. But it's, it's we're delighted to say that, because I believe that euro that somebody gives me is a gift for a child. And it's my responsibility to give as much of that euro to get as much of that euro to the little children that need it. Well, P- Patricia, we need more of you. We need more of you like <laughs> in, in the charity sector. We really do. And you're doing fantastic work there for the children all over the developing world. Thank you so much for joining me today. 
Okay, thanks for your support. Thank Take you care. so much. Patricia Friel there. Marysmeals.ie. Okay, that's the simple thing. Head over there, have a look, see what they're doing. Joy to 5300, 50300 if you feel like donating for euro. And uh, that little small change, even just looking up the website, like uh, Patricia says, can make a huge difference uh, to Mary's Meals and people and children in the developing world. I will. There's the chorus, love to love you. You would love a 200 euro one for all voucher, wouldn't you? Well, if you missed it, I've teamed up with Bus Aaron all this week. And I have the chance for you to win that 200 euro one for all voucher. I'm going to give you all the details next. The 11 to 1 show. Competition time. Did you know that as part of the TFI network, Bus Aaron are providing more frequent services on their 101 and 101X routes that run daily? From Drogheda via Balbriggan to Dublin Airport and Dublin City Centre. To celebrate all this, you have the chance to win a €200 one-for-all voucher every day. All you have to do is tell me, where have we stopped off on the 101X today? Here's my clues. We're heading into Swords, but we're stopping to let some people on the bus. They have a lot of shopping bags. Some people are getting off. They're heading off to the cinema. So you can shop here. You can go to the cinema. Plenty of places to eat and drink. Whereabouts are we stopped? If you think you know, and judging by the volume of messages, lots of people getting it today. Last chance to enter 086-1800-658. Don't forget to put your own details on it as well. Whereabouts have we stopped off? And if you're travelling regularly, by the way, between Drogheda and Dublin, then the 101 or 101X, these services could be for you. Busairin.ie for more information. Picture this, unconditional, I would say most parents have unconditional love for their children. But this has been very interesting, this study into, you know, if you could do your time over again, would you still choose to be a parent? And one in 10 say they regret becoming a parent. And this is all part of a study. And we're getting back to some of your messages. Teresa called in, says uh, she's two beautiful daughters. She fell out with one and it's so heartbreaking and soul destroying, but she would definitely do it again. She loves them so much. Teresa, sorry to hear that that has happened. And this does happen in in families. Um, But definitely Teresa has not uh, regretted that decision. Somebody who is uh, very to the point. um, If I could go back, I wouldn't have kids, says another message here. I think there are periods as well uh, like these, uh, like the early days when, you know, it's a bit of a shock to the system and you think, oh God, what have I done? But then it fades away and you just see how much joy kids bring to your life, says another message. Um, it's okay to say if you had your time again, would you? It doesn't mean that you don't love your kids, says another message. I would say uh, definitely 10% of the world's parents would say that they would not choose to be parents if they had their time all over again. So interesting, interesting. Um Really interesting study, I think, just the idea of the study in the first place. And, you know, what we were chatting about earlier in this country, how we hold, you know, parenting up to these kind of lofty ideals. And there's a lot of sort of guilt around parenting and, you know, how we parent. Don't say, (laughs) don't get me started down that rabbit hole. But very interesting. Thank you so much for all of those messages. The 11 to 1 show. 11,600 euro that could be landing in your bank account yeah 
Next Tuesday's jackpot for LMFM Radio Bingo is a massive €11,600. So make sure that you buy your book today. Want to say a big congratulations to Caroline McNally and also Margaret Martin. They each won €400. Nice one. Well done to Brendan Cleary and Margaret Carey as well. They scooped €300 each. And congratulations to Anne Kearns, David Callaghan and Phyllis Englishby. They all won €200. Lots of winners on the Radio Bingo. But it could be you next week. So buy your book today from outlets around the northeast. And remember, when you're playing LMFM Radio Bingo, you are now supporting the fantastic people in the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre. LMFM.ie, by the way, for all of the details on where you can buy them. You can buy them straight online as well. And that jackpot, €11,600. We want to give it away next week. There's Blondie one way or another. I have give have a winner now for my bus airing competition. Two hundred euro one for all voucher. Where was the one oh one X stopped today? It was of course the Pavilions Shopping Centre in Swords. So that voucher is going to you, Sheila Hetherington. You are in Ashburn. Congratulations! Don't worry. Last chance to pick up another voucher on tomorrow's show. Dermot Kennedy there, kiss me. Oh, I'm looking out at the rain. (laughs) I want to stay here. I don't want to go out in the rain. Will I stay here for another two hours? Ah, look, I can't do that because Jerry Kelly's on the way at half one. That is my lot for today. Thank you so much for your company. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday and I'll join you tomorrow. The 11 to 1 show.